Chinese food, which was delicious. Welcome oh, yeah. to Minefields. Welcome to the Minefields. I feel like we should have been, like, we were, should have ordered some takeout Vietnamese food for this this one. Dude, there's a Vietnamese place, like, um, a less than a mile from me, and I oh. didn't realize it, and I need to go in there and get Vietnamese coffee, because that is... Yeah, Vietnamese is coffee is a shit. I've had it before. Baller coffee right there. Well, yeah. my name is Joshua Michael. This is my best friend, Colin. Hi. You know who the hell we are. <laughs> we are doing we're, What are we doing tonight? We're doing Rambo You know, <gasps> say it like Rambo First Blood Part 2 Here you do it like, like It's like Be prepared for Rambo First Blood Exactly Part 2 In theaters only <laughs> Dude okay yeah like I, I remember as a kid, like, uh, you know, you, you, I guess I guess we saw this on cable or maybe we rented it. I don't remember the first time we watched it, but it was, when I was a kid, it was a big deal if you were a kid to be able to watch this. And uh, I think it was because of the the guns and the blowing up and the, the uh, nobody ever really gave us any crap about like, oh, there's a torture scene or, uh, or there's uh, beating up prisoners or... There's POWs and cages that made it what it was, that it was rated R. It was the action and the, the guns and the way that Rambo handled Callously his... murdered everyone. <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to say handled his problems necessarily, but uh, it was a whole concept that was uh, uncomfortable for parents in the 80s. Well, but... my parents never had problems with violence at all. As long as there weren't titties and fucking in it, <laughs> I could watch it. That's the American but, way. Agreed, but if it said it rated R, I think it was like maybe 14 by the time they eased up on R. It didn't matter what happened. If it said R, yeah. no, it's not happening. But I would yeah. catch I would catch stuff like this like on uh, like USA or TBS, that sort of thing. And I'd never uh-huh. honestly seen this movie in its entirety ever because I was that part of generation. Like 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 how many people that are age 23 right now have actually sat through the Shawshank Redemption other than just, like, caught the tail 45 minutes, first 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. M- like, eventually pieced it together <laughs> when, it, when uh, you know, just turning the TV on. That's an excellent point, man. I mean, uh, I don't know. There's a young lady. I'm trying to remember her name. Uh, um, you know what? I'll look it up. But, uh... There's, there's somebody whose reaction videos that I found myself watching in the last few weeks, and she's she's watching stuff that, you know, technically everybody's seen. Dude, at a certain point, all of these film franchises, Rocky, Star Wars, The Lord of the Rings, um, I don't know what else there's any, you know, it could be, I guess it could be Star Trek. It could be all kinds of stuff. That we all, the Back to the Future, like, we all watched that. How can you not have seen that? But, like, 
there's generations of multiple generations of 20-somethings and even 30-year-olds who have never seen loads of stuff, but maybe they've seen this, but they haven't seen that or whatever. Right. And I don't think Rambo's high on their list, necessarily. I don't... He's eclipsed by Schwarzenegger, 100%. Like, Schwarzenegger is still dominating this guy. (laughs) That might be the case. It's interesting. Like, that's a poll, you know? That's a poll question. Minefielders, what do you think? Did Schwarzenegger outdo Stallone... By way of his mass appeal, and like, but maybe by the box office or in the eighties, in the eighties, in yes. the eighties for sure. In the, it's interesting that they've both come back to a in, degree. In the long run, though, Stallone, his resurgence. I mean, like, let's rewind to the mid nineties. Copland, holy shit, that movie was. Oh awesome. my gosh. That movie is absolutely the boss right there. Uh, Copland. Yes, Copland. The the Expendables. Um, he was, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Too true. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Everything Schwarzenegger has done ever since he stopped being a, a pariah for cheating on his wife. I'd have cheated on that bitch eight million times. I don't know why anyone would get pissed about that. So oh, there's a know. lot of people that adore the Kennedys, and she's part of the Kennedy clan. Don't care. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, number two, uh, everything that Schwarzenegger's done. I've seen a few things like Maggie. Uh, Last Stand, they were all decent, but mm-hmm. they weren't good the way Stallone's movies are. Like, like when he did Apollo, um, like everything he's done, he's he's doing is is artistic as he can, uh, staying true to his form. Uh, he doesn't look like this mangled mess of plastic surgery. He just looks like an older Italian man. <laughs> he he's aged right. beautifully, beautifully to me. My favorite mm-hmm. memory of Rambo was uh, uh, part of it was watching the Saturday morning cartoon. That cartoon was awesome. That cartoon was cool. We even we had, I think, two Rambo action figures from that line. I was I, maybe just three. about to get to it. I was just yeah. about to get to it. Um, was I, I had like around that time, uh, I my dad like my dad spoiled the shit out of me, man, even though we were like lower class enlisted uh, well, I didn't. We never felt lower class, but that's how the, we were treated. Uh, enlisted Air Force. I had. I remember like playing in the basement with my Brave Star. Uh, my Brave Star, <laughs> the, the wagon with yep. the 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 floating looking horse, the mechanical horse. I got my He Man's over here. I got my Creme de la Creme, um, Thundercats. But and this is before Turtles. Um, I had a Rambo, and it came with the the knife. It absolutely came with a knife and that kick ass sheath for it. It yep, came yep. with it came with those two stabbing things. I don't know what these things are called. Those 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 you put the the blade in between your fingers yeah, yeah. that he stabs those two guys with in the in the boat. The it boat, came with yep. it came with those. It came with the rocket launcher that had a little string, and you pulled it, and it just popped out and didn't fly everywhere. So it still had that, and it came with the machine gun and the bandolier. And yeah, there was yeah. some there were so many good details to it. Like I had no idea what that fucking necklace was. Like the the action figure <laughs> had the necklace, the the good luck necklace. It's molded in. It's not like a an accessory. Right, right, exactly. But my favorite part about playing with all my toys was that Rambo was like the alpha. <laughs> like, like I was yeah, totally like you could like you could be having this battle with your Brave Star dudes or your Silverhawks. 
But then Rambo would show up and... <laughs> None of those guys had rocket launchers. <laughs> so that that was my that was the playability. That's the point of it. The playability of having all this cool stuff word. in the sandbox. Just like, just Rambo shows up. Well, we're all dead. <laughs> even in the even, cartoon. Even when uh, even when I was when I was doing stuff with GI Joe, GI Joe action figures. I would I would still end up modeling a character in whatever story I was developing after Rambo to a degree. There it has was, to. There was at some point talk of there being a Rambo character introduced into the G.I. Joe storyline. Like they were maybe going to make a, a, a an action figure based off of Stallone and stuff like that. And then if you go back and look at the G.I. Joe Order of Battle issues, which is kind of like a comic book iteration of their file cards, um, Rocky is also there. Right so they're on. trying to do something to develop a Stallone, uh, to introduce Stallone into that world. It just never materialized for whatever reason. Probably because, what do you, you don't know off the top of your head what the, uh, uh, who, who licensed the... Um, the Rambo likenesses for the cartoon and the I can the look I can look I can look it up yeah but I mean it didn't it doesn't feel like it was a it, they definitely didn't relate to you know three and three quarter inch action figures or anything like that and they certainly didn't have the articulation but um, yeah I think it was it wasn't a uh, it wasn't one of the heavies of toy manufacturing Merc Colco Colco yeah Colco. Huh, that almost sounds like Coralco, who was the production company for Rambo and a variety of other things back in the day. They went I, bankrupt. I only had Rambo, but you only really needed Rambo. Like, all it's those other true. guys, the other guys were like, okay, so, like, if you liked the movie enough to get, like, his commanding officer, maybe. <laughs> but I, like, I would love to have had a Colonel Troutman. Something now, about that character yeah. I really adore. We like, had then or now? Had, um, then or now? Would you rather? Would you even wanted him back in the day in the eighties? Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like back then, I was I was actively interested in getting that particular character. But it was just something about it because he had the uniform. Yeah, he and looks the beret, great. The beret was molded into the hell the hat and whatever. It didn't matter what his weapons were. Uh, we we had we had the you know the. The shirtless Rambo. We had the one with the the sleeveless white shirt, and yep. we had we had Co. If in fact it is Co, I can't recall because that's her name in the movie, the Cynthia Nixon character. I don't let's see. I see the quintessential like Arabian looking guy. <laughs> um, right. There were some. The forces of freedom was, as a squad was a, was pretty reasonably diverse. I thought. Um. <clears throat> But yeah, you know, whatever, the cartoon was what it was. I will say, you know, we were commenting earlier on the Jerry Goldsmith score for this movie. They incorporated that music into the cartoon, and it really livens it up. Hmm. Uh, and it's fun, because when you, when you, we, we, we were going to talk about this, too. Why are we not starting? We're not starting like, hey, let's watch all the Rambo movies. We both decided to watch this recently. I had been listening to the music while I was doing a lot of weightlifting at home and then um, and then I just couldn't help it I was like I gotta watch that movie again it's too awesome so uh, 
I did, and then you ended up watching watching it. Did you get through to uh, the newest Rambo, Last Blood? No, I didn't finish the Last Blood. Oh God, I really liked it. Uh, we, we, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about what the I think the aspects of these shows that are so important when we when we've seen it. I think, but I say each each one of these movies in this franchise are about something very particularly topical and. Um, it's, it, they're not hiding it. It's completely obvious one time right. after the next. But, um, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Unfortunately, because we were having issues trying to watch watch the stuff online, uh, we're watching our existing... You've got the Blu-ray collection of yeah. DVDs. Yeah, so, so if you're trying to find this... If you're trying to find this uh, online, you're going to have to either rent it for a couple of bucks off of Amazon Prime. That's like $3.00. But I think it's like I think it's like seventeen on YouTube because it doesn't give you the option to rent it. So if you can find the blue uh, Blu-ray or anything like that, I got super lucky last Sunday uh, and was wandering around Walmart and I found the five disc, the five movie Blu-ray set for like twenty two dollars, which was it. Like I took one look at it, I'm like, oop, that's mine. <laughs> that, that's that's mine forever now. And. Got lucky that way. I want to rewind a little bit. I wonder if Larry Hama is the one that put the kibosh on Rambo being in uh, oh, no. G.I. Joe. I mean, like... I, I don't think so. I don't well, think it was him in particular. Well, I mean, someone with his mindset. Like, we can't have a burnt-out Vietnam vet that is blind... Like, okay, like, Duke... Like, there was no murders in in <laughs> in in GI Joe. I mean, there was some collateral damage, but they never really showed it. But even then, like, I wonder if they had some trouble marketing a, a character within the Marvel universe because uh, they were Marvel, right? G.I. Yeah, Joe, yeah. G.I. The GI Joe Marvel. comics were Marvel for sure. Were Marvel. I will. I'll tell you this though. Uh, the I don't think it would have been Larry Hama. I think it would have been somebody else at Hasbro. It would have been a licensing issue with Carolco. More likely than not. And um, when you go back and look at the storyline for the characters of, like, Snake Eyes, Scarlet, not Scarlet necessarily, um, Ranger, uh, oh, God, uh, what the heck is his name? Oh, for crying out loud, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Sergeant Slaughter? <laughs> no, no, no. This, like, the first, the first issues of G.I. Joe comics, Stalker was his name. Stock and you get into it, and it's like twenty issues, twenty five issues later, and they're like, "What's the story on Snake Eyes?" Well, you've got Stalker, Snake Eyes, uh, Scarlet, and then it's this whole business of introducing Storm Shadow. They were all Scarlet wasn't, but they those guys were all in Vietnam. They were not afraid to talk about Vietnam. Vietnam was important in those comics. So what I'm getting at is I don't think it would have been that aspect of it that was uh, okay. That okay. Was a concern. Fair enough. But um, let me move this. I got to move a shade real quick. I got this light beaming in on me, and then I think I'm ready to start this thing. I'm ready to start it too, brother. Ready to start. All right. All right. So if you're watching this on Blu-ray or DVD, it's nice now that I have window treatments up. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Get your headphones back on. All right, so if you're watching it, if you're watching it on Blu-ray, you get the uh, TriStar logo first, and then it gets black, and then you see the explosion. If you're watching it on DVD, it goes no TriStar straight to the blow-up. So that's right. Yeah, the DVDs I'm watching, it, it's it's the menu screen. In fact, 
Let me go back to the menu screen, and then I'll just hit play, and that'll take us right to it. It's wacky. I'm sorry, everybody. It's just we're on all these different mediums right now. But uh, go back to the top menu. Did, did you ever see the Saturday Night Live or uh, Salone hosted uh, right before Copland came out? And uh, one of the one of the best skits on it was uh, Norm Macdonald got in a crazy car wreck, and he's like <laughs> he's like half hanging out of the the front window, and Salone shows up. Oh my God, are you are you are you Sylvester Salone? He's like he just starts shitting on all his movies, and and, <laughs> and Salone just Salone's getting really frustrated because he's calling the He's calling that way. He's really doing everything he can to help. And Norm McDonald's like passing out. And he's like, stop. Stop. Stop or my mom will shoot sucked. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I wanted to see that in theaters when I was a kid. And uh, it was <laughs> well, not that good. I did see that in the theater with Estelle Getty. It was awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, the, uh, I, was, I, was, I saw a video that uh, Stallone, uh, Schwarzenegger leaked that he was interested in the movie and for it to get to Stallone, because there was no way in fucking planet Earth that Schwarzenegger was going to do that movie. And he got it he got it leaked in a way that everyone thought he was interested in doing the movie, so Stallone jumped all over it. <laughs> and he basically... It could tricked. be worse. He could have, you know, Oscar, not also not fun, not a good movie. What's Whatever. Oscar? It, exactly. You've never even heard of it. It's, was that it's Stallone? Stallone movie from that time period. When, when these guys, kind of stars, were uh, falling, and then they, they came back heavy in the, uh, in the early 2000s. Mm. There's a nostalgia quotient. I think that's the thing. People nostalgia who are quotient. our age, who grew up with this and thought it was awesome, were, were just ready to jump on when it was like, oh, there's another Rambo movie coming out? Another Terminator movie? Another Terminator movie? What the hell? Stop with the Terminator already? Another Terminator movie? They all, and they're all they're all bad, they're all terrible. I like Terminator Three. Uh, I I'm done though. Terminator Three Terminator Three was garbage. That's a that's a good way to put it. Is that all of the Rambo sequels terrible, that came out like in, in 2008 and then what 2012? I don't remember. I mean, I liked I I, I like Claire Danes a lot, but she was freaking miserable. No, I'm talking movie. about no, I'm talking about the comparisons that all of the follow up after T two sucked asshole. But That's everything, about. everything that Rambo, all the Rambo movies, all the Rocky movies afterwards were gold. Now the Rambo movies, I, I, I think I, I, I like every single one of them. Every I single really one of them. I really do like every one of them. Uh, the one that I like the least is actually the one from two thousand eight, Rambo, and yet it's still, I still like it. I like it. I like it better than three. Like yeah, yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, I like I like First Blood original the best but that's kind of a standalone movie uh in regards to yeah it's really impressive that there's a sequel like this following that right and And, and you know it's got a great 80s formula all these movies have a great 80s formula and they haven't really deviated in terms of the formula but they have definitely uh, grown accustomed to the times so everything that's happened uh right um okay so rambo 2 you know, you know, redeem you. Uh, you got to go back in, and then it's basically the the twenty minute setup before we get to the murders. Same thing with uh, <laughs> s- same thing with uh, Rambo three, but the the way they did it in uh, Rambo um, two thousand eight, I believe it was two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you know, the the setup was 
I loved it. I loved Julie Benz. Uh, God, the older gentleman that came to, you know, pay him to come get these guys, uh, rescue oh, him. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, he just died a couple years ago. He was in 30 Rock. He was in a bunch of good movies. Oh, forgot no his kidding. Name. I forgot his name. But they, they've, they've, they've evolved, but we're still getting a good setup before we get to just Rambo just murdering people. For real. Well, I mean so murder, this... but saving or rescuing or, but killing a lot of insurgents. So kill, so starting, th- this, this obviously takes place in the 80s, and uh, what, uh, this is a sequel to Rambo, or to a sequel to First Blood from 1982, and of course, these characters are built out of the David Morse novels, wait, Morse or Morrill, I'm sorry, David Morrill uh, novel, and uh, he went in and he wrote novelizations based on the movies after this, but, you know, like I say, First Blood was written, it was made off of a novel. Uh, it had a completely different ending. We'll talk about that later. And, um, uh, you know, Rambo, obviously, after the after you get into situations like what happened in the first movie, if you're going to survive it, you're going to jail. And uh, this movie starts literally with a bang. So um, I'm actually going to listen to this. I'm actually going to have sound going. So no, yeah. obviously, if you've done this before with us, you know, like we always say, you're not you're not here to see this for the first time. You're just here to hear us talk about it, and then to give us some, uh, hopefully, give us some grief or give us some support after after we've done this. But um, uh, so yeah, you're gonna hear my my audio track in the background. But you're really here to listen to us. Um, you ready? I'm ready, man. Okay, let's start in three, two, one. Murder. What? Like I say, literally starts with the bang. We're in this quarry. Who the heck knows where? Uh, and uh, I find it, honestly, <laughs> this is what they talk about when it's hard labor, but I find it hard to believe Ooh, tonka that truck. dudes are just out there smashing rocks <laughs> yeah. with sledgehammers, but it's been a while since I was in prison, so I don't hey, know. Hey, everyone, we can just drill through our... <laughs> Our restraints real quick. There's only six inept guards here. Yeah, let's do all of this crap and um, no eye protection, no gloves. Hey, uh, denim was all the protection they needed, brother. I guess so. Maybe you're too awesome for uh, for OSHA, even when you're in prison. This, okay, so me working out like I have been and obviously having complained about being hungry all the time. And you look at Rambo and it's like, dude, how are you maintaining this body weight in prison? Obviously, he's doing this work constantly. Roaches. But roaches? He's eating the roaches? He's yeah, eating sure. the roaches. Look, even the, even, the, even the guards are sweating like crazy through their uniforms. I love that logo on his beret. Oh, that's his, uh, you, the rank or the logo in particular? The logo in particular. Uh huh. I'm guessing since he's a green force, green beret, special forces, that's, that's probably what that is. And not, not me personally being any kind of a Vietnam vet or whatever to be involved in that branch of the army. I love the setup here. The, uh, just randomly show up. Hey, we need you for a mission. Maybe a presidential pardon. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're sending you back to the one place 
you probably don't ever want to go back to ever. <laughs> well, no, not... I love it, though, because he's like, at least in here I know where I stand. Yeah. If he'd been saying, I can get you out of here and you're going to go and, like, train guys at Fort Bliss or something like that, I don't know that he would have done it. Maybe he would. I don't know. It's interesting. It's, it's the, it, you know, if you're on base, it could have been that way. But, like, dude, we're sending you back where it came from. And then you and I talked about this the other day. Colonel Troutman here is saying, <clears throat> uh, your computer came up with your name as one of three most qualified to go in and do this. And I, I am dying to know who the other two guys are. Schwarzenegger and uh, <laughs> the two dudes from Universal Soldier. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren and, uh, and, and uh, uh, John Clive Van Damme. Yep. I thought it would have been, um, I thought it would have been Dutch and, <laughs> uh, from Predator and um, what was Carl Weathers' character in that? I don't remember. <laughs> Carl Weathers rules. That guy is Dude, such a awesome. national treasure. I gotta really say, is. I gotta say the uh, what always makes me laugh at this is that it's First Blood Part Two, like in the movie Airheads, and like, what's your band's name? We're the Lone Rangers. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what, what's wrong? Well, first off, there's three of you. You're not exactly lone. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I mean, this when you're when you're when you're hanging out later, guys. If you're driving somewhere, seriously, just. Listen to this music. Not to mention this, the fact that... Oops, sorry, sets man. the tone. It's the... It's just... It's... It sets the tone and it... Uh, it absolutely, like, maintains the atmosphere. It does exactly what it needs to. Uh, Jerry Goldsmith did this score, did a lot of Star Trek, did Inner Space. Just... He's a... He's... He's phenomenal. Academy Award-winning guy, Poltergust, Logan's Run, Planet of the Apes, Hoosiers, The Mummy, L.A. Confidential, Total Recall, just uh, the list goes on and on. There it is, based on characters created by David Morrill. So, here we are at this base. The truth behind this is that despite the fact how, of, of they were, uh, um, this is supposed to be in, in uh, Thailand, this is filmed in Mexico, where they could find a jungle that was going to best represent it, because I don't think that Thailand was very safe for them to film at the time. James Cameron helped them write it, that's awesome. Yeah, and this is a, that's one of the wacky things. We talked about that a while back. James Cameron had this whole aspect in the script of adding a buddy character for for Rambo, and the dude was supposed to be very tech-savvy, and they looked into John Travolta playing the role. The, 80s, the 80s quintessential hacker man guy? Yeah, kind of. And while, while that could have been interesting, uh, Stallone was like, man, that, that, ain't, that, doesn't, that doesn't jive with me. That ain't, <laughs> no. not going to work. I'm not. So when they, when they developed a side, like a character for him to, you know, bounce off of, it turned into Cynthia Nixon, co, here in a little bit. 
Now, you will all, of course, recognize uh, Murdoch as Charles Napier. Who's always uh, a piece of shit in everything he's yeah. in. <laughs> Apparently a super <clears throat> sweet guy, and yet, you know, <laughs> this yep. get gets pigeonholed into these, these uh, character. He's a character actor. Was this before Karate Kid? No, this is after. Uh, this is way yeah, after. Check this, that is out. Way, this is way after Karate Kid. No, it would have been about the same time. This is 1985. Karate Kid came out in 1984 and was filmed in 83. And so now we're talking about Martin Cove, who Correct. was Erickson, the guy that spoke kindly to Rambo when he got out of the helicopter. So hopefully you recognize him as the Cobra Kai instructor from the Karate Kid. There he is looking completely awesome. I mean, he's the one that looks like a G.I. Joe. He does. But we're, we're glancing. He's got marine jungle fatigue pants on, and then he's got that like that giant colt yep. strapped to the his his chest, and it's just like, dude, that looks like a GI Joe with a molded in gun on the chest. I love how Rambo is anticipating a whole shitload of bullshit. Like he barely he <laughs> yeah. barely he barely utters a word. It doesn't say anything to Martin Coe's character. He's not trying to be Billy Badass. He's just ready for some bullshit. And he wants to hear what this guy has to say. And first off, he barely introduces himself. Are you some asshole contractor brought in? Or are you some politician dickhead? Because the sort of power this guy has, I'm not comfortable with. I think he's, a, I think he's supposed to be CIA. But honestly, I bet they would have portrayed the CIA a little bit better than the way they, they portray... Uh, uh, Murdoch here. Of course, his name is Murdoch. Right? It's perfectly 80s. Like, the, the, the setup alone. Like, we're about to hear it. Just uh, get in there, find the POWs, do not engage. <laughs> That's the whole point. They, take, they think that every photos. place that they would send him is supposed to be uh, empty. And that's all they want to show anybody. Yep, that it's empty and we can forget about these guys and, oh, we did our part. Fuck you. The real, the, the crux of the whole story is when everything goes south, Rambo is stuck out there, they, they don't know, they didn't know whether or not he was gonna, he'd survive, etc. And then Colonel Troutman here lays it on Murdoch. And it's just interesting, like, unfortunately, how little... Murdoch, or how little Troutman actually is capable of doing in the situation. Right. Like, he's just a... He's just... That very well, but no, like, he's just an advisor, contractor. Like, why is he there? Because this is your man. He, he, he's the only one that... You know, you're the only one he's going to listen to. And, God, they got, like, a space station here. A <laughs> space station. Welcome to Starcom. <laughs> The U.S. Space Force in Thailand. <laughs> the best technology 1974 could offer in a ham radio. <laughs> it's interesting, noting, noting as a props person that Erickson was not wearing his weapon now. This <laughs> Someone fucked up. I don't know if it, I'm, I don't know. No, it just depends on whether or not he's wearing it in the next shot. Everyone's so sweaty in 80s in this. 
Dude, yeah, for real. They're, they're all in those olive drab uh, fatigues and, uh, you know, what, what can you do in that kind of weather? And it's like, I don't, man. I don't, I don't mind it. I wouldn't mind that sort of weather if I was in clothes that I could get dirty. Like, if I'm in yeah, get, if, if I'm in get dirty clothes, I don't give a shit. It was so hot today, and I drove all the way where I went, and I'm like, I'm trying to look reasonable because even though it's people I know, I simultaneously haven't got to work with them, some of them in a couple of years, and I'm like, oh, I still have to present myself well, and yet you're just sweating bullets. It right. always hacks me off. Oh, right. this is it, dude. So, so what? Rambo gearing up. What you call hell, he calls home, and we get the, uh, the yeah. gear up scene that unfortunately has been completely won up by Schwarzenegger and Commando. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think about it like that. Oh, no, dude, it's, those it's guys interesting were interesting to hear it that way. Those guys were constantly at odds. Well, there's that, but I don't. I'm not even. Th- I can't even remember anything from Commando that that sounds like. Oh wait, Commando. I guess I was thinking of Predator. Hmm. Hell yeah. The get I ready. Know, I like it. I like in a second the uh, the uh, arrow box that just has the generic logo. Yeah. Explosive. Dude, did you see that? Like the the little tech dude at the uh, station who's got the. That was just quintessential and they still do it oh you're looking at a computer so the reflection off the computer or the (laughs) backlight off the computer obviously is a projection onto your face right here we go we only got four explosives gotta love that knife man everyone had that knife in the 80s man yeah the survival knife my grandfather got one of those for my brother and for me, so, so that would be two knives, um, and gave them to us for Christmas one year, and man... Awesome. <laughs> we, those things fell all apart. Yeah. Uh, they, they, he, got, he got us some, and they were, you know... Re- the replicas cheap. of replicas? Yeah, they weren't even replicas, I don't know, they were cheap, but... The it's problem a, was, like, you could do something to take the blade off so you could put a hatchet blade on. Um, but it still said Rambo, though, right? No, <laughs> they weren't Rambo name brand in any way. Yeah, those... Ra- just all you had to have was a survival knife. Right. Compass in the, in the hilt. I'm looking yeah, at these... That, yeah, I'm looking at these Rambo toys that came out at the same time. So one pack has a compass, a fake grenade, a mini survival knife, like... <laughs> Just a nine millimeter, just says Rambo on it. Doesn't even have the the orange <laughs> point. Or you can get the bigger set with the machine gun that actually came with the red headband and a bigger survival oh. knife. Do you remember Entertech? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, we got my my cousin Keith always gave us the coolest Christmas presents, and it was just the kind of stuff where you're like, I didn't even know I wanted this an RC car. Oh my god, or whatever. And then right. like. The, one year he gave my brother and I yeah he gave us yeah. fully auto Uzi water guns <laughs> those were so like, cool so Entertech did an entire line of Rambo themed weapons uh, shout out to Toy Galaxy definitely go on YouTube check out Toy Galaxy for anything Best toy specifically the, planet, the Rambo figures and also talking about Entertech 
And uh, I was talking, if you're writing things down, folks, uh, Natalie Gold is the one who is doing the reviews lately. I don't think she's going to do a review of Rambo, but, like, I've really enjoyed seeing a nice young lady doing a review of Lord of the Rings and stuff. But, uh, dude, here's another nice piece of music setting up the situation, the tension building. I love it. And we start out with a mishap. I love it. Great writing. Uh, yeah, that's tool. another th part of it. I, I like that. Like, you're going to go in with more gear than you've ever carried before because you're going in solo. You're not going in in a squad like you would have way back. Right. But you're going to immediately lose it. <laughs> All yeah. Of you're going to be down to whatever you had on your person and your bow and arrow. <laughs> Dude, the archery, like, people wanting to learn archery after this movie. I remember. Through the roof. I remember. I always think about uh, when I was watching this, uh, the Black Dynamite cartoon, when they wanted to send him back into Vietnam, and he's like, Black Dynamite only has pleasant and fond memories of Vietnams. <laughs> and they show his memories where he's just murdering people with the biggest smile on his face. Oh. I'm, I'm not not trying to give you a hard time. Coleco. You you said Colco. Coleco is the name of the action figure line. It was the company that made them. Coleco had a comp competing video game system uh, versus Atari. Oh, I just I just pronounced it wrong. Oh, it's no problem. But, like, I'm saying, like, I remember we used to play the Smurfs and Spy Hunter on Coleco over at a friend's house. Man. Yeah, because we always had a, an Atari 2800. Or 2600? Whatever it was. Here we go. I mean, yeah. This is... Here's where we get the, the knife kicking some ass right off the bat. And when he's about to get Yeah, what are you going to do? You got all turbine. this stuff and this knife is what saves your life. He even loses his... What is that? An MP4 or something? I don't know. I don't know what that gun is, actually. Now, on a technical note, I wonder how they shot this. Obviously, the plane is a model when we see it in its fullness, but, uh... All right, so, and we've got... There was that that was probably a shot with a stuntman, but, like, I wonder if they were... They, they took a fuselage, and they hung it from nose to tail so that they could hang, hit, hang him upside down until he was able to cut away. I don't know. All right, so That's non non firearm weapons: Rambo II survival knife, compound bow, handguns: uh, Zastava M57, Sig Sauer P226, Colt mm. M M1911A1, submachine gun, Heckler and Koch HK94, Ingram Mac10, assault rifles Mac AKM, 10, yeah. uh -huh. Polytech Legend AK47, Valmet. Uh, M seventy eight eighty three shotgun Remington eight seventy. That is that's that one that tears that guy in half. <laughs> We've got machine guns M six M sixty E three medium machine gun M sixty heavy machine gun Browning M two aircraft. Oh, that, now that's what's getting on the goddamn helicopter. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, the snake scene, dude. Oh, I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> Got a good grip if he just like suffocated that snake. 
That'd have been great if they hired some, like, some snake handler guy to do that. <laughs> oh. Oh, they totally did. No, no, I mean, the, like, uh, one of the religious guys that handles snakes to prove their faith. Oh, like, yeah, what, uh, Pentecostals. So all of these little statues, they're not little, those are all, those are all made out of foam, and they were built in pieces, and they shipped them down there, and they placed them. They look really good, don't they? They really do. It reminds me of, like, I don't know, a lesser movie, like Operation Dumbo Drop, which I love. <laughs> I don't know, it just reminds me of that scene. Oh, okay, this, okay maybe a cool, cooler movie, sure. like uh, Congo. Congo, man. Apparently the Congo pinball machine is uh, one of the most well-received vid- pinballs ever. <laughs> For those of you who know or give a rip. Dude, I'm, I'm scrolling through eBay and, like, the prices on those Rambo action figures are all over the place. Like... You can get you can get a Rambo minus weapons for fifteen bucks. You can get a Rambo with weapons, sometimes for thirty bucks. You can get a Rambo in the package sometimes for thirty bucks, sometimes for a hundred. It's all over the place. I miss my. I had, I had a Rambo belt. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, when I'd watch the TV show, the cartoon in the in the morning, I would actually put like a pair of pants on to wear my Rambo belt on. Legit, dude. I definitely. My grandpa bought me that. My grandpa was awesome. I definitely dressed up like my favorite G.I. Joe and ran around the neighborhood a couple of times. And none of the none of the costume components made any sense. It was just like, this is yellow, that's green, this is a Boy Scout belt. Uh, that knife doesn't even make sense, dude. It's just whatever it was, whatever I could throw together. I'm surprised he hasn't armed up, man. He just met this girl that is apparently his contact. They got a little bit of a code word thing going on, but even then he's he's not prepared. I mean, honestly, I think the thing is that he's so self-confident in what he's capable of doing that... <laughs> he didn't have to build out his, his knife necessarily, or build out his uh, bow and arrow necessarily. <laughs> Dickhead pirates. What, <laughs> what really gets me is that for a guy who was in prison for all these years, like he was on the road in the U.S. for a long time. Right. Just walking around. He's a drifter. And then he was in prison. Like there was no training or recertification or anything. <laughs> it was like, no, we gotta do this. We gotta do it right now. The next time I see you, it'll be overseas. And it's like, okay, we're not even gonna double check to see if you have a heart palpitation or neurological <laughs> problems. or How's your eyesight since you've been banging rocks for five years or whatever? It always makes me uncomfortable watching these guys smoke cigarettes outside when it's so damn hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just realized for the first time that the guy there just handing off the money, he's got like four watches on. Yeah, but he's like, uh, he's got a handful of ones. That is a handful of ones. <laughs> oh, dude, you know how far, far a $1 bill was going to go in this country in 1985? <laughs> Oh, man, I can't get over how pretty Cynthia Nixon is. Oh, I know. 
I mean, her eyes are amazing. She is as un, unbelievable. She was call that. She was a world eyes. world traveler by the time she was like eighteen. But even before yeah. that, yeah, her uh, Wikipedia page is like born here, moved here, Egypt, Africa. Legit. The only people I know that like had that sort of world travel like under their belt by the time they were even 12 or even like 15 were kids that uh, their parents worked for the Department of Defense and they didn't know their parents were in the CIA like where they'd have like uh, yeah where they had like yeah it was weird I went to like that's weird I was going to elementary school uh, with bodyguards in in, in, in Egypt alright don't think nothing of it. Just thought they were rich and fancy. <laughs> I like this Rambo knife I'm looking on, looking at online. It's one of the toy ones. The, and, uh, yeah, it's the one with the headband. The original. And it's got Rambo printed on the headband. <laughs> it has to have Rambo. Printed by the on. way, my name is Rambo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can tell by my headband. Which one of you is Rambo? <laughs> <laughs> it's got so much Spanish on it. Legitimo cuchillo, cuchillo de supervivencia. Also, the name Rambo printed on the blade of the toy. All right, so the original jam, Rambo knife uh, made by James Buell uh, Lyle, August 22nd, 33... To May 5th, 91, known as Jimmy Lyle, and the Arkansas Knifesmith was an American knife maker from Russellville in Pope County, Arkansas, who made the original Rambo knife for the films First Blood and Rambo First Blood Part 2. Uh, they're awesome. saying they're saying there's a numbered original line where if you get within the first 10, they're like within a hundred thousand dollars. I that yeah, that, it's iconic. It is iconic as far as props go. Like a lightsaber, you know? Or Han Solo's blaster, or Indiana Jones and the little, you know, uh, his, uh, his Oblivion, whip. I guess, uh, the little idol. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think I, mean, I think you're talking so about short round. I mean, it was clearly fabricated for for that movie, but you get into a thing like a line of something that could be mass produced, and it's, and it, you know, Rambo's, Rambo's knife is definitely definitely iconic. I'll find you one for Christmas. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sell it for $100,000. <laughs> no, I don't love you that much. <laughs> I think the one... I, I, I really like the knife in this movie in particular. I'm, uh, ju- I'm, just, I'm just kidding, man. One. I love you enough to break into Rambo's house and Stallone's house himself and steal the original prop for you, just, man. I'll, I'll get one of, I'll take, I'd take one of those knives. I'm getting ready to... Do a very uh, conservative movie. <laughs> I brutally maimed half of Stallone's home workforce of maids and <laughs> to get to this prop for you, man. Right. Oh, the one time you see him smile. So, He's fallen in love. Exactly. Like, it's interesting looking at how he interacts with people. Um, he doesn't really... It, 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 she's going out of her way to try to connect with him to a degree because she's fascinated about where he comes from. And I, I like her story. You know, my parents were working for the CIA and 
they died, so I took over. I did the, you know, I'm trying to do what I can for my country. But, and that's the crazy thing. It's not like she's ever been to the U.S. She's doing what she can for South Vietnam or, or what? And right. it's like, the later, guy. to me, it's a question of, like, is she giving up on it or is she just like, no, it's too much. I can't do this anymore. We just barely made it out alive. This has happened too many times. I'm ready to stop. Let's go. You the, know what I mean? They do, but the guy in the background there looked like Orange Cassidy. <laughs> yeah, and, sure. And, and who the hell made Napier, PB&J? Oh, man, you know, he's asking those... He's asking those non-coms to do stuff for him, whether they are ever supposed to or not. Every time I see scenes like this, knowing what I know now, is like, what sort of bacteria is in that water? Or what weird bug is going to sting me? for real. What if weird you watch bug? the DVD featurettes on this, uh, um, Richard Crenna, who plays Colonel Troutman, is just bewildered at what Stallone was willing to go through to make this movie look as good as it needed to. He was talking about Stallone crawling through muck. He was talking about the amount of eating and the amount of working out. He's, he's, when he gets up and all of this stuff to make this be what... He, Stallone wanted it to be, and uh, he was like, "Man, that dude, that dude's nuts." <laughs> it just kind of devolved into that. Cynthia Nixon had the same same thought. Like, he's an amazing performer because of the the amount of like of of work he's willing to put in, but it's 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 huge. Correct. He does have some beautiful eyes. Yeah, he's got a very good... I mean, beyond the fact of, like, having this incredible physique and stuff like that, he's kind of that sad face. That he does. so well for his, uh, for his character and for Rocky and for any number of other characters he plays. But um, I've always appreciated when, you know, the kid in the next, the kid in Rambo 3 asks him where he's from, and he says Arizona. Yep. And then you get you get Murdoch at the beginning reading his dossier saying mixed German and Native American uh, descent, and I'm like, that that makes sense. That, that makes sense looking at Stallone. Here we go. I would have liked to have seen him remove arrows out of guys' heads. I know, reusing them? That would yeah. have been pretty impressive. Just having him run by and like yeah. recollect something, and yep. then you're just like, oh, okay, no wonder he never runs out of ammo. Yeah. A, I mean, little, like, a little bit like that that would have cost a second of screen time would totally have been... Agreed. It would have lent itself to this. And yet... Added We've to been the watching struggle. it this way all these years and not questioning it. I know. Like the, the the first time I really questioned anyone's arrows was Hawkeye and fucking uh, Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Well, his stuff, like everything about Rambo's archery in this seems completely plausible to me. Agreed. Hawkeye is a superhero in an obviously incredibly fictitious world. And the mere fact of him having all of that crazy stuff in his quiver, like, it just bears no, no realism at all. Wanted more but scenes want to believe it. Agreed, agreed. I wanted more scenes of, like, dudes doing it with, like, Cambodian hookers getting just 
right through the dick. <laughs> I think the mere suggestion of it is all you needed because it's already rated R enough. You go into that aspect and add TNA like they did in. Uh, I mean, this is this is definitely a hard R for the '80s. Rambo number four from 2008 is pretty much NC-17. Incredibly. I can't believe that it didn't get an NC-17 based only on how many people are exploded by that 50 caliber gun in that movie. Well, as long as a titty wasn't shown or someone took the Lord's name in vain. Oh, there were titties and F-bombs in that movie. Yeah, Rambo never got laid, did he? That's debatable. God, that knife is so fucking rad. I found myself spending some time wondering, because we know what's going to happen to Ko, wondering what it would have been like for them to have made their way to the coast and tried to find some place, some way to get back to the U.S. and whatever. Like, what would that life have been like? John Wick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like at a certain point it's, okay, well... They both survive, and they get to this place, and they get back to the U.S., and it's like, he didn't have a passport. He didn't have a Social Security card. How do you survive? Day to day? I guess they probably could have gone and ended up like he did in the beginning of Rambo 3, but I don't know. It's just one of those interesting little quizzical bits. Yep, just fighting people. Here he is coming up on, on the POWs that aren't supposed to be there. Yep. And these poor guys have been here for what? Nine years. Nine Not years, here, but being moved around, stuck in this, stuck in this country that they. I'm surprised. I would have added something little like where that guy, that tarantula, would have been crawling up on a guy that wasn't, you know, like in shock by with some guy that just immediately grabbed it and ate it just for the protein. Same with the rats. I think they're just full of. I think these guys are just full of uh, fever, basically. Yeah. Way to sc- in the the reconnaissance part, like he, <laughs> he would have. Uh, what would he have done if he'd had the camera? Just stomped it, <laughs> throwing it in the fucking water. Oh they, yeah, they expect John. I don't have, to go I, I lost that thing. Yeah, oops. Yeah, I lost that camera, guys. And I remember watching this and like, God no, damn. No, that's why he takes this guy. He wants proof. Yo, agreed, agreed. But like, even then, like they're crucifying him. Yeah, I mean he's not nailed to a cross, but that's the whole point of being crucified is. To uh, just be exposed. Can't do anything about those mosquitoes if you're, let alone birds or yeah, whatever else. Or any buggering uh, horny soldier that's supposed to watch you that night, because that would have happened, man. That's the part of the stocks, man. If you were in the stocks, you'd have a buddy to make sure you didn't get buggered. Ugh. Yep. I have not heard that. Yeah. This music is perfect. Yeah, for real. I love these shooting locations. They, you know, they really have so many good opportunities. This could this 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 camp that they set up could be only 50 yards from the ocean, in fact. Or no, be- they would have had issues recording sound with that that with that with waves wave noise, but like 
this could also only be 50 yards from where they set up the uh, little village later in the show, you know, it's just, right. we wouldn't know, it's just this amorphous jungle, really good. Or even just being strong enough to throw a knife without twirling in the air straight through a guy's breastbone into his heart. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, every, go. Uh, there's, there's there. a lot of goofy action movies out there, and I, I can completely believe Rambo is capable of literally everything he does in this. Oh, and there we've got a uh, 80s quintessential actor. Yeah, yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. Henchman number four. The pirate captain, uh, he's in a load of things also. He's, uh, he oh, shows yeah. up in Lethal Weapon 4. Yep. Um, As a, a businessman. He's the general that they're uh, trying to... He's just not in uniform. He's the general they're trying to pay off. The bad guys are trying to pay off with their counterfeit money. Yep. It's so interesting watching Lethal Weapon 4 and going like, okay, so the bad guys in this movie are trying to pay off other bad guys and our heroes show up and ruin that transaction thus maybe busting two simultaneous groups of bad guys. Uh, kind of a real twist. I fucked you. I fucked you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do love Martin Cove. I wish that uh, his character had been... A little bit more involved. I, you know, I mean, what we're, what we're getting to wa- ready to see here, it's really worth watching what he has going on because well i don't feel like he's necessarily a mercenary as much as like as much as the other guy with the uh with the cool hair and beard and mustache and the shades yeah orange cassidy (laughs) he looks just like orange cassidy oh take check this out guys pay attention to this Such an amazing expression, such an amazing moment. There's a character in Spawn, I swear to God, is based off of that guy. Yeah. I can't believe we haven't seen that dude in loads of other things, you know? He's just... Well, I, I want to go back to Martin Cove. There, there's no mm-hmm. way anyone could have been second banana to Rambo. I mean, like, but he's not even that, like, no, I only work alone. He's not that type of dude. Uh, yeah. But even then, like, seeing a Rambo with a sidekick would have been whack. Like, I, I only want to oh, see... Totally. I only want to see Rambo. Like, get this guy out of the scene. <laughs> I don't care about this guy. I mean, the, the personality conflicts between those characters would have been incredible. I mean, it just doesn't... Rambo is not a person who really, really needs to be spitting out dialogue like crazy. No, it's which is perfect. what's fascinating to me after watching uh, Rambo Last Blood the other day. What, did he finally he get a catchphrase? more lines in that movie than in like every other Rambo movie combined, it would seem. Yeah, that's, that's another thing for the Schwarzenegger comparison. There's no catchphrases for Rambo. I'm sorry, there's no what? Catch- catchphrases. Catchphrase, yeah. Yeah. I mean, hell, like, within the first ten minutes of fucking Predator, uh, there's, a ca- <laughs> there's a catchphrase for that entire murder scene. Yeah. 
I don't know, dude. Stick I mean, around. you watched Rambo 3 and you don't think that any of his little... Like, they, they change it up. Like, this movie, Rambo is completely serious. Rambo 3, because he's got Colonel Troutman to go on the mission with after he rescues him, the opportunity for a sense of humor for the first time in the franchise, I think it really works. But, it needed unfortunately, it. we know that it didn't really work. It needed it for a little bit, but it just wasn't the best written script. Oh, the, Ram- the these are the things that the Rambo toy came with. Those That's things. That's right, yeah. It's amazing they incorporated that into the toys. Boom. There's that shotgun. Hell yeah. Goddamn. Goddamn pirates. The AK-47. I'm glad they didn't write, like, a gimmick where he always gets screwed over. Like, he knows he's getting screwed over. He's, yeah. He's well prepared for well, getting screwed over. Precisely. And then, but like this is the pirates, you know. He doesn't. He's not thinking about. They're gonna. They're gonna. He he said it to Colonel Troutman. He said, "You're the only one I trust." Right. And that that's mainly because it was also obvious BS that mag or that to, to him anyways, as a a veteran of the of the situation, the war proceeding that, you know. We're working for a bunch of assholes. Yeah. <laughs> And I know it, and I don't know why you're not knowing it, but I want out. Oh, here we go with this. Oh, man. Rambo and the rocket launcher. Hell yeah. PG. And then he's got the bazooka at the end. (laughs) I love watching that guy get caught on fire. (laughs) Why didn't he just throw his weight forward from this little fucking five foot two little fucking asshole? Why? Because it would deprive us... he's got a cool knife to kill him. Yeah, it would deprive us of watching this guy get eviscerated. <laughs> right through his shorts. I like that he had the wherewithal... Dude, if we ever get a bow... To grab that, you know, to grab that, uh, that bow and arrow set. If we ever get a boat, let's get one of those army boats. <laughs> Why they explode too easily? They're made out of they're made out of ninety seven percent explodium. Yeah, but we look tough enough that the the uh, the cop <laughs> the cops on the lake won't come up and ask if we're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just be all quiet. Don't answer a question of theirs. Just hand them our fishing license and not say a word. Any particular reason you guys have 30 cases of beer, eight handles of jack, and six, 16 machine guns? <laughs> oh, you know what? I never, ever noticed it before. What's that? That he hands off his bow and arrow, and he's got her AK. I don't know why, but he hands off the bow and arrow only to get it back from her later. Well, we're about to go and to a melee scene here. That's why. That yeah, we're, for real. If, if you're playing a video game, we're, we're like, this is when, when you are playing Destiny and you and your buddy, it's like three in the morning, and all of a sudden you walk into a scene, you walk into a room, and it lights up in a way where it tells you specifically there is no respawning in this area. <laughs> and then the music turns into danger music, and it's like, oh shit, time to post up. We need pull out pull out the melee guns. This is why we haven't used our heavy guns yet. Because this is about to suck. And that's exactly what's about to happen to him. Are these rice patties? What are these? 
Yeah, those are rice patties for sure. They built those rice patties in Mexico for this scene. That's art department. Yeah, uh, what I'm saying is like I, I'm about the bow and arrow. Like it, the script knows that he's going to get captured and he'll be deprived of any of his personal items. Correct. And yet he still gets his knife back because they're trying to use his knife against him. And we'll never see that AK again, but we will, uh, but the bow and arrow said he gave it to Ko. It would have been interesting. There's no reason that it had to be that way. He would have been able to collect it from them. Uh, it's not like he would have, I've got to go back for my bow and arrow. She hands it to him later. It's just interesting that they chose to make that switch off. Melee weapon, baby. Time for the melee. This is such great storytelling right here. We're so close. Yeah. We're so close. And, and like, 80 cents, like, anytime, like, you're so close halfway through the movie, um, because it's 1985 and you're not used to it yet, you're like, sweet. <laughs> or, or you're even like, God damn it, the movie over now? <laughs> that's Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I was watching Howard the Duck with my son uh, several days ago, and... Mm-hmm. He, like, halfway through the movie, they're going to the place, and they're going to zap Howard back where he needs to go. And my son was, like, just riding out the situation, not realizing, obviously, something's got to go wrong and whatever. Like, that's such a storytelling... It's a trope that does not get used that much anymore. Like, hey, here's our character, here's a problem... Here's a solution. Right. We're going to go do something with the solution, and then everything goes crazy and whatever. You know, you can't do anything. But, now, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying when it comes to how close they are to getting out of this situation alive. Nowadays, this would have been the end scene, and the guy, yeah, yeah. The, 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 guy that, the guy that was like, yeah, they're about to save one of our POW, and like, he's like, no, everyone get the hell out. Someone would have stood up to him, kicked him exactly. in the dick. And then uh, it's it's impressive that this one guy with a handgun, boom, right there, is is like we're not doing this. Like, what yeah. are you gonna do? You're gonna shoot the pilot? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's just it, it just makes me so. It just I feel it. Like you, or, it hurts. This hurts to watch. Right, especially because like. He's just got a handgun. You're a Green Beret. You could have you probably no Krav Maga. You could have grabbed it, broke his finger in the in the in the trigger chamber, kicked him out of the goddamn airplane uh, helicopter. And that's the thing. It, it, this is a totally off the books mission, apparently. Right. And yet, you just flew flew in there in an unmarked black helicopter to pick up a dude who is behind enemy lines. And you're gunning their guys down like crazy without the door gun, you know? And it's like, well, what's the point if you're not going to rescue the guy? But here you have it. Like, this is the, this is the crux of the, of the story right here. There should have been an ass whooping here. There oh, I know. There should have been. Troutman should have been throwing hands all over the place. Yeah. I would have broken, like, every finger this guy had and made sure he knew that, what, that he tripped and fell in the well, shower. 
<laughs> it's a terrible, terrible thing to think here because I still have a good opinion of Colonel Troutman, but um, you know he's got a family. It's you know you okay. Well, forget my career. Yeah. Forget you know I got a family I'm supposed to be supporting. He's an American. He's a working class guy. Even if he is an officer, that's almost a general. You know. Right. But like. You lose it all if you don't follow orders, and Murdoch is in charge. It's uh, what a hideous chain of command. Well, if we were doing an eighty style, he would have shoved him in the. He would open up that coke, <laughs> that coke cooler, <laughs> slammed, slammed his, his head into a few times, and making sure every time it slammed shut in his head, we saw coke, drink coke, <laughs> drink coke, drink. This coke. is eighties style, mm-hmm. and. Everyone in the That's theater why would have been Rambo like, has to go through everything he goes through and <laughs> get out alive. 80 style is the best, but I'm still saying the marketing would have been great. Like, I would have been in the theater, 18 years old. Man, I need a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, Rambo just got caught. It's halfway through the movie. I've got enough time to take a piss and get a Coke. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say that this this movie feels like what an A team movie shot in the eighties would have been like if they if they could have done an eighties hard R A team movie, God that would have been so good with for ev- real man yeah a hard R Murdoch what, really the A-team movie wasn't an R movie? oh no I think that was PG thirteen but I'm saying okay. if, if it was the eighties it would have been a hard R like there would have been titties there would have been drug use. Face Man would have been a hardcore coke addict. There is no way Face Man wasn't a coke <laughs> <Why>? addict. <laughs> Doesn't have to be. It was the 80s. Of course he had to be a cokehead. Oh, this is disgusting. Awful. Terrible. Oh, God. I, like, this and, like, uh, go back and watch Waterworld with Kevin Costner. No, I've never watched that movie. dumped in that. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> it's hideous. You haven't seen it? No, I will never watch that movie. Oh, it's 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 fun. I like it. We need to get one of those helicopters too. It's a Bell. Isn't that a Huey or is it a Chopper? That's a that's a that's a Huey. Why are the Soviets? Why are oh that well they could well have it's been, the eighties man. We left have, over. Yeah, I mean, if with with Americans having. Having left Vietnam, there's no reason why the the North Vietnamese wouldn't have requisitioned all of these American hardwares. I like how subservient these Billy Badasses are to the Russians. That's the whole business. I mean, it's a superpower you're dealing with, and and uh, they are saluting the rank, whether or not these people have a. Uh, a really good reason, but also your your country does not survive against the U.S. without. Um, ugh, why are we touching? Where is that? That's just, yeah, I know, right? And who's the one that puts Rambo's breech cloth on? <laughs> <laughs> Man, the details in this, the leeches. Ugh, yeah, totally gruesome. You think those are those are authentic leeches? Uh, 
If you were doing no. props on this show, how would you do that? Well, you would definitely... You, yeah, you don't do that, because the possibility of, like, a bacterial or viral infection, you're nobody... Nobody's going to put themselves through that. Uh, you would... You would have done a mold, and they probably would have been uh, foam rubber or some kind of silicone mold or something like that with a bit of flexibility. And, you know, I mean, he's already, he's already, everybody's already sweaty all the time. I don't think anybody had any, had a hard time sweating. But <laughs> yeah. You, you go in and you spray the sweat all on there, and it's probably glycerin, which is good because it'll beat up really nice. And then it's not going to just run off necessarily, but uh, maybe he's just not. Know, as, maybe he's just not as devoted to movie making like Chloe Savini, who really did suck that dick. Oh man, dude! I, yeah, you don't have to go there. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that girl really grosses me out for some reason, man. I liked her in the uh, couple of. Ep- I liked her in um, Zodiac. I liked her in American uh, Psycho. But even then, I liked her because I know what she is. Works. Totally works. Ah. Okay, so Dolph Lundgren was actually in line to play the big tough guy in this scene. Oh, God, that would have been amazing. It would have, and yet at the same time, Stallone was already... uh, planning on utilizing him for Rocky IV, which so? is, you know, and, and he was like, dude, everybody's just going to, you know, it'll, it'll turn into a media thing. Why it wasn't the internet back then. Yeah. We all would have just gone off the, off the rails about it. Yeah, but even then, like, it would have added more gravitas to the movie, having Dolph Lundgren being the big Nobody Billy knew Badass Dolph boss. Dolph Lundgren was Didn't... until he was in Rambo IV, or Rocky IV. Yeah, but he would have... The second he was in this movie, like, this wasn't a multi-million dollar blockbuster. They didn't, they wouldn't have cared that they didn't know him, they just know they didn't know him now. I'm just saying, it would have added, like, when you're playing a video game, you get into any, like, level 8 before you get to last level 9, and you get to the, the, the henchman, the Tatsu, the, the, sure. the, the, before you get to the main guy, um, but this is kind of reversed, like, the main guy is that little shithead in a helicopter, and we've got, like, Bush League Vinnie Jones there is the... <laughs> um, yeah, give us, a, give us a good boss fight, you know? Well, that's my... my I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you to, a, to, an, to an end because... It, like, if you had put Dolph Lundgren in this as... And then you had put him in Rocky for... Lord, it stops beautiful. being as much about Stallone, and I, you know that this was like this is a Stallone vehicle for sure, which is also one of the parts he's like, I'm not going to have John Travolta in this. That just doesn't work for me, and if I, it doesn't work for me, you don't necessarily have me. So, blah blah blah, you know. And it's, I don't have a problem with this guy because we saw him in a handful of things. But he got typecast into these roles. I'd have had him bite off a pip, the tip of his tongue in this. Who, Rambo? Yeah. Hmm. Spit it, it in looks that... like a particularly particularly horrendous thing to go through, being electrocuted that way. Well, at least he's not worried about getting buggered. 
like, wait, you guys aren't going to fuck me? Okay, whatever. <laughs> Everybody's sweating too much to want to... Who are you? Why are you so important? I am Russian. Now this guy, uh, this Stephen Burkoff, he ended up uh, ended up. He didn't end up. He he eventually appeared in a later se- later later season episode of Deep Space Nine as a weapons dealer who was particularly scary. Well, it just makes me think of that scene in True Lies when they give him the uh, truth serum and they're about to get tortured. But this is way cooler. True Lies. Oh, yeah, right. He's not nearly close to dead dipshit. Yeah, they really haven't zapped him enough if they think that the uh, no. business is going to go down. You're just pissing him off. Yeah. I do like her little Uzi. Yeah, the fact that she just killed the guy with an Uzi and no one heard it. I don't think she killed him <laughs> is with it, is that Is I that a she, silencer on that thing? another way. Uh, yeah, it should yeah. be a silencer. I want one of those. I want that for Christmas. <laughs> we can make that happen, man. I want an Uzi with a silencer. I almost bought a, I almost bought a Tech 9 once. No. I just saw it, and it was a pretty good price, and I was just like, you know, it'd be that'd be fun. But then I thought, what am I going to do with this thing except just take it to the range and shoot it, you know? I want an AK-47 and learn how to make my own bullets and retrieve the shells like Josh Barnett. That guy owns. That's, yeah, that's uh, that's not difficult, man. That's really... Ooh, and they've kept this scar in every single movie, by the way, guys. I did not see it in Rambo Last Blood. I was looking for it. It wasn't there? No, he has altogether a whole new scarring situation. You'll you'll see when you get to it. Well, they always had the scars on the chest. I'm always wondering, yeah. how, I wonder, always wondering how they were able to do that. Like, that must have been a pain in the ass for makeup. It's a thing with all that sweating and all of these situations and... That they get into and everything, it, it, it is a deal. It is a big, a big issue because it's how long you're going to be in the makeup chair and how authentic does it look and all of that. How is that not Vinnie Jones' dad? <laughs> I don't know. Look at that, the bag of rice. That's perfect. Provided by the people of the United States of America. Of course these guys, they're taking everything they can get from anybody they can get it from in an effort to survive and be a little bit more comfortable. You know, after watching this movie, I feel like... I was listening to you, by the way, but it just popped in my head uh, that everything Tia Carrere has ever done has been trying to copy this woman in this movie. Oh, man, I don't know. Tia Carrere's cool, but not nearly as cool as... Rambo's chicken Cynthia first Nixon. Yeah. I mean, Tia Carrere, man, I haven't seen her in anything in like 10, 15 years. I don't she was the last time I saw her in anything. She was, she was supposed to be uh, she in the she movie by uh, Billy Tucci. Uh, remember we met him when he was all about signing yep, everything yep. as long as we donated mm-hmm. to the, to the, uh, to the vets. 
awesome. Yeah, I remember that. We we dropped like fifty bucks in that thing, didn't we? I we had. I I don't, dude. I've got to the part. I'm gonna say this. This is gonna sound weird. I've got to the point in my life where when I do anything altruistically, I kind of just let it go. I don't remember. I oh. don't remember when I've handed a dude oh, no. oh, a fiver, oh. and I don't remember when I've... Loud uh, and clear. Loud and clear. I'm just saying, like, like I, 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 I just remember having actual cash on me, which I never do. I think I had, uh-huh. like, and just giving it all. I just didn't care. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have put it past you in that situation, especially for such nobility from, from a uh, the Tooch himself, man. A creative who was asking for it for a really good reason. Ooh, I love. I love how they. This they, is that the the ominous white wrap his hand around something heavy. Yeah, <laughs> like like it's heavy. We're showing this. This is this is gonna bash someone's skull in in a minute. Well, I, li- I like it. I like what you're saying, but I think it's a twofer. We don't know that this is coming. It sells the point that he's furious, but we didn't know that this was going to happen. But when you've watched it once or twice, you realize obviously this is how it's going to go, and and it works, especially because he saw code. Oh shit! I love that scene. I know, right? <laughs> He saw him yeah. just slam your ass in it, crank that some bitch up. I don't know to what end I would quantify that as being a silencer necessarily. I could, we could still clearly hear it. Yeah, but, but it probably did dull it down. Don't <coughs> a silencer doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to hear something. It just Correct. really scales back the noise. Correct, but even then, it's an Uzi. Like you can empty that thing in ten seconds. Not even. Oh, yeah, those magazines are very, very... They don't have a very good capacity. Nope. I don't... I've never had an Uzi. I've got to get an Uzi for the movie I'm getting ready to work on. Uh, or I guess that I'm working on. Um, we, we won't see it shoot, so it's not going to be an Uzi, but it would be... It'd be really fun to get one and, and try it out. It's just I'm not... I'm not responsible for... Anything except hiring the uh, armorer who will handle the weapons that will be seen to fire in the show. God damn! At least it's not razor wire. I don't remember razor wire existing until the late nineties. But I, dude, I don't know. I mean, they could have been using it all over the world and then not in the U.S. Oh, get that, get that, that Rambo theme. Yep. Goddamn, this movie rules. Look at that, the light, the light is coming from the helicopter. From the other side. other side of those trees, (laughs) but it was coming from our, our direction. (laughs) There are some little uh, technical, uh, I'm going to call them cheats in this for sure. We saw some day for night shoot earlier that didn't look like this is supposed to be nighttime, but it's obviously they're early morning. running in the day, and they've they've done some some work with the uh, with the film. Just I totally it doesn't doesn't bother me at all. I'm not going to begrudge this movie any of its technical foibles 
when you know you're you're filming in some of the most rigorous terrain and most un, like just uncomfortable environments ever. Yeah, this is when you call it shooting day for night. But, I gotta say, those lamps have to be pretty awesome. They may have, may have done this at dusk or at sunrise. Because uh, we're still seeing a good effect of those lamps. Yeah, this, this has been just... This has been, like, repeating itself in my head for days and days and days. And then I'm like, okay, I'll satisfy my, my need to hear that music by listening to it again. And it just feeds the beast. It just keeps cycling and cycling and cycling. Gotta be creeped out completely to have a madman on the loose out there. <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna get you one way or the other. Please. I don't know how far away this base happens to be, but I think they're in the neighboring country. So if they're in Thailand, they're close they enough. Gone into South Vietnam, huh? They're close enough. Damn it. Yeah, close enough that knowing there's a the guy that's gonna kill you out there. Yeah, I thought about this additionally, like, okay, so it's been 24 hours, or he's been up for 30 hours, maybe. He was probably up all that preceding night. Who knows? He's been up a long, long time, so he's got to be tired, and he's feeding off adrenaline. We haven't seen anybody eat anything. We haven't seen anybody have any water. He's just sweating and sweating and sweating. I'd be and I know that that's me reading into it, but it makes me think about what's the limits of possible human exertion, even when you are built out like he is. You know, I'd be more worried, I'd be more worried about whatever virus or bacteria creeped up my dick while I was in that goddamn pool of pig shit, <laughs> dude. If you didn't pee, it's not going to go in. Did you ever see that movie Gunmen with uh, Mario Van Peebles and um, uh, when they're in Brazil, a Highlander, huh? Are they in Brazil in that movie? Something like that. I can't think of it. What is the who? What was the name of the Highlander? McLeod. Who was who was, who was Connor McLeod? Uh, that was oh god damn it! I'm I can't believe I can't bring he this to my mind. Christopher uh, Christopher Lambert. So yeah. there was a line that made us crack up. This is a, a, a shoot 'em up movie that came out in the early '90s that nobody cared about. And, uh, but we watched it over and over again. We just rented it again and again. And there was that line, there's like, they're, they're in the water and, uh, in the jungle. And he's like, whatever you do, don't piss in the water. And he's like, why am I going to piss in the water? He's like, don't do it. There's a kahuli, kahuli bug or whatever. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> it'll swim, <It's, laughs> it'll, it'll, swim it'll up. smell your, your pee and it'll swim up into your penis. <laughs> he was like, it was just like, uh, yep, okay. <laughs> Let's just see if I can watch that movie. It was pretty terrible. When does he get the necklace? Does he take it off for a second? 
Yeah, he takes it off her after he buries her when is, during the burial. When does he get the red? Because every time I've seen this, I, like, I feel He's like... He's going to take it off of her... Uh, he her took dress. it off of his arm. Like, she tore part of her uh, dress to cover a wound, if I'm not mistaken. It's totally Orange Cassidy in the background. <laughs> I swear to God, that's where Orange Cassidy is. A, goes. I don't know who Orange Cassidy is. B, I'm not entirely sure how it relates. What's the deal? <laughs> All right, Orange Cassidy is an AW wrestler, uh, former oh, indie wrestler. Oh, okay. Uh, but he's always, he's got the short military hair. Okay. The bit of the scruff beard. He's got the aviators on. Always this lo- is it. There you go. See, he's tying the thing on. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, that guy, I get what you're saying. He's like a discount Seamus. <laughs> you're going to love him when you see him or hate him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't particularly like Seamus. I think he's a good wrestler. I don't really like his character. I forgot he even uh, existed. He what? I forgot he even existed. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt about it. And then the other day... I was watching something, and they were talking about uh, there was a, 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 a fight coming up between uh, Roman Reigns and Sheamus, and somebody had uh, taken behind-the-scenes photos that they weren't supposed to, and it depicted Reigns and Sheamus discussing things, and I was like, you know, there's nothing wrong with Sheamus. Admirable, admirable work. No, he was Definitely the, got a big push. He was know. the baby face for a while. No way. Oh, yeah. Like, around, oh, like, man. 2005, 2009, he oh. was the babyface. Look at, look at, okay, we got scenes where it's raining, we got scenes where it's not raining. That's clearly special effects. There, that's, that's special effects rain, for sure. So. Well, don't forget, man, uh, I remember living in Guam, and it would, you could literally step out of the rain in places. That's fascinating. It would be coming down so hard, you could literally just step out of it if you're in the right spot. Even New Mexico is like that. I remember being in New Mexico and it would rain in the morning. We'd have a thunderstorm in the morning and then it would dry up in about a half an hour. Where were we'd you? We'd have another thunderstorm. We were in uh, by Raton. All right. We were at the Philmont Scout Ranch. My dad had leadership training and we were, my brother and I were too young to go on any serious hiking then. Um, but we went on Cub Scout related hikes. And that pretty much worked. And then we would... uh, Boom. But then I got old enough that I went on the actual hike. Loved it. This is where archery was made cool. This is it right here. So if you look on these guys' shoulder boards, if you're careful, it'll say CA. That's Russian, of course. It's in Cyrillic, so it's Soviet Army, because a C is an S in, in Cyrillic alphabet. God damn. This murder scene is awesome. Yeah, this this sequence is really, really good. And that was the thing, too, when they were developing this. They were like, okay, well, how is Rambo going to do this? How is Rambo going to do that? This guy just choking instead of yelling has (laughs) always been a little bit like, uh, that's where I feel like it's a little hard to believe. (laughs) Snap. (laughs) When's he coming out of the mud? That's coming up, right? But coming out of the mud. Oh, yeah, maybe. right here. This is it. This is the mud. This is something you always waited for <laughs> watching this as a kid. Yep. 
And anybody hmm. who'd never seen it before it was like, you gotta check this out. <laughs> Surely he's not in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Rambo gonna come from next? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then to a degree, it's like, okay, wait a minute, dude, are you just stirring them up or what? Because there are way more of them than there are of you, and how are you gonna? How are you gonna get past this situation? You know, I had to get a buddy of mine to quit texting me. Hold on a sec. <laughs> Oh, it is on the outside, yeah. Yeah, they built this little village, too. It looks really, really good. <laughs> the fact... I always got a kick out of the fact that Rambo's... Like, there's a helicopter about to come up, and Rambo's just callously running through their village. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. I mean, you think about the circumstances of being an American serviceman in Vietnam during the Vietnam War. You didn't necessarily trust any of the indigenous people because you didn't know who was informing, who was getting paid, you know, any number of uncomfortable circumstances. <laughs> and so he's probably thinking about that running through here, but at the same time, I mean, he's not going to let himself go back to that place. We were he's not going to let himself get camp captured again. We were always looking for some guy named Charlie. <laughs> Dude, yeah. It's, it's incredible looking at, like, you know, this gets a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, this is one of the most imminently rewatchable movies I've ever seen. I've watched it twice this week already. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, I essentially have watched it twice. And, like I say, revisited scenes on YouTube again and again and again. And, and uh... Like, you know, playing the music over and over and then watching the rest of the franchise as if I haven't seen them all, you know? Like, Last Blood, I cannot believe I did not get to see that in theaters uh, last year. After all this, after all we've gone through this week watching all the Rambo movies, do you prefer Schwarzenegger or Stallone? Tough question, man. If you're going to go for actual drama, I'm going to say Stallone. If you're going to go for just wild, fun action movies, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Look at his expression it, right there. Explosive. That is Stallone's acting acumen. Finally, you we get the explosive. Stallone seriously 100%. in every role 100%. that he's not playing a goofy character. To... I love watching these guys get caught on fire. 
I love that sound effect right there with the truck blowing up. That's the same sound effect that we had in uh, Red Dawn from this from from uh, the previous year. For lots of like any time an RPG launched or something like that, these guys just firing wildly trying to hit anything. Was that all five of the explosives? No, he's still got one. Keep in mind. I thought there were only four. I thought I saw five. I love this scene. Yeah, this is... Always uphill. Always uphill with the Rambo. Nothing is easy. That rack focus was... Oh, they did it twice. Ah. Oh. Follow Rambo, rack focus to this guy in the ultra-close foreground. Rack focus back to Rambo. That was so good. He's not even worried about this guy's ability to shoot a handgun. Yeah, just stand there, dickhead. Well, I think that's kind of the thing. Like, the intimidation factor really, really works on two levels. It's that, A, that guy could be shooting... And he's out of range with that handgun. He's not. Like, there's no way that handgun... That, I don't know if that's a Makarov or what, but... <laughs> there you go. Boom! If that, if that bullet could fly at the appropriate foot per second to hit near Rambo, you know that arrow would, lo would lose its uh, trajectory a lot faster than a bullet. All right, you risky bastard. I think he, I think he got rid of the bow because he was like, I got nothing left anyways. I would have I would have written it that Rambo had one more explosive arrow to shoot that before it came down, blew up that asshole's helicopter, and then... Got in the air? Yeah. That would have been interesting. But then found another helicopter to fight the big bad boss. Shoot the water. <laughs> is Rambo dead? Yeah, we shot all the water. Is he, <laughs> is he, is he dead? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Alarms well, as many go dead off. fish as we pulled up from the water after that. <laughs> I love... God, this is such a great fight scene. Fighting in a helicopter. Yeah. I God keep damn. thinking, like, you know, if Rambo can get his legs on either side of that guy's leg, he could have pulled him and, like, dropped him down. But it's, I think the guy that's lower to the floor of the helicopter in this situation is the one who's going to survive. And obviously that's where we're going with it because he's able to, you know, buck, hit, buck this dude out the side door. Just like in them. I was in junior high, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember that line in the movie Falling Down with Michael Douglas. 
Like, uh, the, it was, uh, oh, it was actually a, a guy I worked with, um, John Fleck, playing this uh, dude on the street asking for money, like panhandling. He's like, hey, man, I was, I was in the war. I was in the war. Can I get some cash? And oh, yeah, that like, asshole. What were you, a drummer boy? <laughs> I, I'm in the Gulf War, man. Well, fuck you. <laughs> and he just great finds the apple. Down. Yeah, dude, that's that. We need to do that one. That one is important. Not, I haven't watched that in a long time. Man. I watch it like every year. Not economically viable. Every time. Yeah. Every time I've ever been denied for a credit card or been put in a spot, I always think about that movie. Not economically viable. Boom! Here what we. Was, uh, what is it? Robert uh, Robert Duvall. In any movie, Robert Duvall. That's what my grandfather looked like. Maybe a little taller, maybe a little thinner, but that, my grandfather and Robert Duvall share an uncanny resemblance. Your your granddad was Boo Radley? Sure. Dude, they reused multiple of these explosions. They look these explosions looked so good that they just they were like, okay, that we filmed every explosion from like six angles, so and then, you know, one hut looks more or less like any other hut. <laughs> now, this is great. I love that there's no one on the guns, <laughs> but they're still firing. Rambo in a helicopter, man. This is such a good payoff, man. After all he's been through, he's finally got the weapon. Yeah. And all you guys are fucked. Infinite ammo, <laughs> infinite rockets. He's <laughs> <laughs> got Game Genie working for him. Yeah, totally. <laughs> This was before Game Genie. Yeah, this is definitely before Game Genie. I had it for Sega at NES. So, obviously, you know, the Rambo movies, specifically Rambo 3 getting parodied in Hot Shots Puck. <laughs> but uh, this scene being parodied to... Excellent effect in uh, Weird Al's movie UHF. UHF. <laughs> it was perfect. His like fake chest was beautiful. It was glorious. It really looked good. I don't know where they filmed that part of the movie, but UHF was filmed here in Tulsa. There's the poster. Mainly. Oh yeah, you're right. There's the poster. Good point. Or the fact that he blew everything up without. With consciously knowing where the POWs are, no matter how blindly he was shooting. <laughs> ah, he's already been down there. He knows the layout. Yeah, it was the whole point of the first 30 minutes. <laughs> Established map. Reconnaissance, baby. Oh, this asshole. He shoots this guy like six times and the guy still lives. <laughs> it's perfect. He got shot in all the non-critical places. I like I like a second ago, Rambo goes and grabs that guy by the arm. He's like, come on, what are you doing? <laughs> one, of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite things about these types of movies was The Simpsons made fun of it. They're like, ooh, this is the part where Die Hard jumps off the building. <laughs> it's like, it's, <laughs> yeah. he just, it, his name is John McClane, but even then it's like, his name is the name of the title of the movie. <laughs> totally. 
and the amount of POWs he just rescued could not possibly fit in this helicopter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's like eight, nine guys. Yeah. It's really not that much. The thing that gets me is that when he uses the, the rocket launcher here in a minute, it was made so apparent to me by my patrol leader and scouts. Uh, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> every one of those guys behind him when he launches that <laughs> rocket would be a crispy critter. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't... What is that helicopter? Is that a hind or a hip or is it an amalgam? Those things were the terror of Afghanistan. It's a ruski piece of shit. That's what it is. Dude, the Russians, the Soviets, knew how to make some terrifying attack helicopters. That's a, that's a helicopter gunship. I'm gonna need- that thing is made to destroy American tanks. I'm gonna I'm gonna name my firstborn male Apache helicopter. <laughs> I was just thinking about that the other day. All of our American uh, helicopter designations are, you know, um, uh, native tribes tribe names. The Black Hawk, the uh, Co- well, not the Cobra attack helicopter, but uh, that probably wasn't its legit name initially. Or named after um, Stallone's movie Cobra. Oh yeah, that had uh, Andrew uh, with a damn cool a car. Guy in there, Andy Robinson in there. Yeah, fuck all these uh, civilians. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Bell AH one Cobra. All that matters is getting the POWs out. Fuck all the natives. <laughs> oh, yep, it's an Iroquois. Yeah, all of them are named, all of American attack helicopters and helicopter gunships are named after Indian tribes, Native American tribes. Awesome. And I keep wondering, how long is it before they change all of that? They have to rename because, them. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, most of the ones you would see in the 80s aren't in service any longer anyways. The Apache is still there. It's astonishing when you think about it how long some of these weapon systems are in development Decades. Well, man, the SR-71, the technology was available, and they were using it and developing it in the 50s. Yeah. There's a really interesting Carrie Elway's movie on HBO with um, Kelsey Grammer and uh, oh, a, a, a whole host of character actors. One of the guys that played the really cagey dude on uh, Scrubs. I never watched that show. But... Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a show about how the uh, the uh, Bradley fighting vehicle was developed from the '60s into the '80s, and then it finally got utilized in the Gulf War. And uh, what it took to get that project going, it's a really good show. Uh, I have to figure out what that title is. Here it comes, boom! See, I love that rocket launcher. <laughs> That's great. That was that was a bazooka, not a rocket launcher. Or, or, or am I wrong? Uh, the rocket launcher. I did not see the rocket on the front, but that doesn't mean it was not there. Nope, that's one of those bazookas that comes out at the end, like in falling down. Oh, okay. Well, I seen it. You pull that part out, and you aim, and you pull the trigger. Poof. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I feel like that's 
more often than not a tow missile, but I could be completely wrong. Yeah, I'm... I don't have any experience missing with that equipment. Uh, I'm seeing that his... His front windshield is still totally intact. <laughs> yeah, I think it would have been a continuity problem otherwise. Maybe. <laughs> please, God. Please, God, don't let Rambo show up. Please, God. That's what it kind of turns into. This radio call... I forgot I had the subtitles on. <laughs> there's been no dialogue. Oh, legit, man. That's there's, great. There's been no dialogue for about 45 minutes. <laughs> With American POWs, because hell yeah, America. I like how all of these dudes responded to uh, Rambo saying he's bringing back POWs. They're excited about it. They're happy about it. Even though they've got to know that the mission, the confines of their mission says that's not the intent. Look, he's still alive. I say the duress on the face of all of these guys. They've been through so much for almost ten years. Just, are we going to survive a helicopter crash? You know? <laughs> yeah. At least they lived free, or I mean, died free. I gotta say this too, what I really appreciate in First Blood, Rambo really being pissed at, Trout, at Troutman at the end and saying, in Vietnam I could fly a helicopter, I could drive a tank. They set everything well, we up. we see him do that here and we see him drive a tank in the next one. You read my mind. I really feel like they paid attention to their, their existing source materials. Of course, I have not read the novel, and I'm really thinking I want to. Yeah, I do too. And uh, it's the question of whether or not they make a point of saying that in the, in the, in the books. Here we go. <laughs> Did anybody see that dude just walk by with a, <laughs> with a big fifty caliber side gunner? Yeah. Glad you made it. Boom, right in the dick. <laughs> You're lucky. Yeah. It just wouldn't... It, uh, that's the thing. Look. It just wouldn't be this movie being as good as it was if Erickson, Martin Cove's character, had been a little bit better treated by way of the script. <clears throat> like, are those veins or scores? I love it. A little bit of both. Fuck your technology. <laughs> you won't be playing Galaga on this anymore. <laughs> oh, can't calm John down this time. <laughs> That's so fucking rad. I remember going to a 4th uh, of July show on, a, on one of the the flight strips, man, and they had weapon demonstrations, man. They let you touch them. Really? Yeah. Oh. They let you get down and look through the scope. They let you get an F-16s. Every time I watch, or, or like, hey, excited 4th of July? Yeah. If I was on a fucking military base back in the day, watching Tops yeah. in Blue, getting into airplanes, getting the everything. You're on a flight line. It's just glorious. Like, 
you're allowed here. I'm part of America. My family matters. Yeah. Mission accomplished. <laughs> I like that shot because of the Oh yeah. Clips. Oh yeah. That sells bureaucratic office type as opposed to a I'd have cut his a balls do it off. Guy, you know? I'd have cut his balls off. That would have made it the N seventeen like cut his balls off. He deserves it. I don't know that we gotta go that far. That's the thing, is like it if you you lose the momentum you got by bringing these guys out of the prison by That's a really good point. Yeah. But even then that guy still deserved to get his balls cut off and stuffed in his mouth. Would have been worth it to give him a little cut to remember him by. I remember when I first saw this ending scene when I was a kid, man. Like just thinking, like, holy shit, that was so cool. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah. Like I was, I always imagine myself as Rambo. Like, yeah, I'm not listening to no orders. <laughs> I got the cool headband, the cool knife. The thing I don't think he thinks anything like I think I wonder about him psychologically. I, there's nothing about him that fits in to the society that he gives so much to. You know. Agreed. That's why he stays there, man. Hell yeah. yeah. They tried a lot of different little, you know, speeches and a lot of different emotive elements. And that's what they landed on? Yeah, and it, I mean, that's, that's it. That sells the story completely. Man, can you imagine, like, if they'd have played this, like, overseas... Like, if it was, like, 2006, you're in Iraq and they play Rambo, how would you react to that? In 2006, I think it would have been a lot different uh, than, say, you know, 1994 or 1989. I mean, you know that the U.S. Marines and the U.S. Army, you know, very heavily embedded in in Operation Iraqi Freedom and they're watching all kinds of stuff all the time whatever it is that that compels anybody to do anything along the lines of this I mean you've seen Jarhead they got super excited every time they wanted to watch the Deer Hunter or something else that was like Did he mount? heavy Did he mount? marines you know <laughs> Deer Hunter <laughs> They did that in The Simpsons. Oh, Deer Hunter, hold on a second. Mo goes to the back, and <laughs> Skinner's playing Russian roulette with those Taiwanese guys. <laughs> did he mount? Yeah. Did he mount? <laughs> uh, we're shutting this operation down, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's it's a... Uh, I think, you know, in it's a different war, for sure, 
But I mean, I think about I think about that scene in Jarhead still at the end of the movie. Take it off, guys. When they're sorry. Take it off. Oh yeah. Uh, the uh, I don't know like what the uh, I, you know they're they're coming back into the U.S. from the Gulf War. They're in the they're in the bus and that kind of unfortunate burned out Vietnam vet jumps on the bus and he's like you guys did it you guys came back and you you did it the right way you know you you guys are clean you did it clean and it begs the question you know did they that's a different gulf war so like the gulf war operation iraqi freedom a lot of unfortunate horrible stuff is going on i'm not going to say that i know anything about what anybody went through while they were doing that i've got one friend who has talked a little bit about it i've got my brother of course and it's like at the same time how what are you going to do you know you've got the abu ghraib scandal where you've got these a holes like completely mistreating mistreating uh, prisoners of war and we can't we can't trust that bullshit isn't we can't trust that anybody's going to per, going to uh, perpetuate a war and do it clean like that character says in jarhead right and so I mean well, how do you I don't know if I would show this to soldiers sometimes. This is still a soldier <laughs> who gets up and takes things into his own hands because you it suddenly is like, okay, well, are you questioning the orders and you're going to do what you want? But you know they're watching this because in the end, one way or the other, Rambo is the guy who's doing the right thing. Right. Despite everybody's best efforts to dick him up. How do you uh, that, uh, that movie I was talking about, the, the Bradley fighting vehicle, is called The Pentagon Wars. came out in 1998. It is uh, really good. If you can find a copy of it, I totally recommend it. It's, a, it's, it's, not, it's not like a comedy, but it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of comedic moments in it. Uh, and it's about a very real thing that has happened in our military-industrial complex. I highly recommend checking that out. Well, what are your final thoughts on a John Rambo character? I mean, like, I, I I know he didn't have a lot of dialogue, but there was a lot of stuff. Oh, I don't think he needs there, it. Oh, agree, agreed. I think the meat and potatoes is in his mannerisms, the his facial expressions, um, what he holds dear, his values. It, it all comes clear, and, and like it. it it comes clear so apparent, even if you ever saw First Blood, that this is someone that, if it was 1986 or 84 when this came out, that this is something that you'd be able to grasp on really immediately. And it wasn't even a propaganda flick. Oh, I, I don't know. This this does have its propaganda qualities. I'm not going to say this it, is a it, straight up like agenda piece, but the thing that you're asking lends itself to what I do need to say about the franchise. It's astonishing that you can take uh, you can take every Rambo movie and you can find a way to make Rambo relevant decade after decade after decade. It still works because 
there is horrendous injustice that Rambo finds himself dealing with. And it's because these are topical. The first one was about how America reacted to not winning a war and how we mistreated the people who did everything they could. Right. You know, we, the, the veterans did not lose the war. The soldiers, the naval pilots, the, the guys on the aircraft carriers, none of them lost the war. It was a political decision to leave. If there was anybody that we should be disgusted with, it was people in Congress. It was people at the civilian level past the military. That I mean, and I'm sorry, guys, I wasn't there, but that's my take on it. And I could be completely wrong. Feel free to let me know what you think. Uh, I'm totally okay with anybody wanting to change my mind on that. But, um, uh, but and then this, it's the same thing. What are you going to do? What's the after image of a horrible situation of technically losing a war, POWs? Yeah, like, that's what I say. The crux of the movie is Troutman and uh, Murdoch's scene basically explaining it, you know, what it, what what's worth starting the war all over for? And it's like, well, if you're not going to start the war all over, why are you gunning those guys down who are chasing Rambo? You, They're going to see the white guys in the helicopter and are going to say that's a violation of our sovereign airspace. It could start a war. And it's that kind of stuff. But it's topical because it's POWs. We wanted our people back. We have people in America that want their sons back. And then Rambo 3, it's, Af- it's Afghanistan. It's the Mujahideen versus the Soviet Union. It is their Vietnam. It is a horrendous situation where they, those, those people rotated their anguish from one superpower to another and we end up with September 11th and that doesn't even have anything to do with it it's an astonishing switch Rambo from 2008 is about the civil war in Burma that oh my god I mean just can you we wouldn't we don't collectively as an American society we didn't we weren't paying attention to that tell me I'm wrong please let me know what we were doing to help anybody in a country that is way too close to a country that we lost our control over. And then even the newest Rambo movie, topically about sex trafficking. Dude, these... Rambo... Rambo... Except for the fact that Stallone is the guy that needs to be playing him. I mean, there's a reason why that cartoon worked. Because it was topical. These movies are topical. That's why I can take these seriously and I appreciate them way more than the Terminator franchise. Because you can screw up the Terminator franchise, but Rambo, even the one I like least, I still like it. You know what I mean? Right. I agree, I definitely hate some of the Terminator movies now. Well, but I don't, I don't think about them along the lines of that. Every day that I watched a Rambo movie lately... Or thought about Rambo, I never thought about whether or not it was a Schwarzenegger Stallone axis, you know? Right. But, uh... That's, that's all I got for Rambo tonight, man. <laughs> Radical, man. Yeah, I really love these movies. I really, uh, I'm really glad we did this one. It's, uh, it's kind of amazing. We'll just, 
we don't have some giant list of movies we're going to do it just like no we got to do that one there's something to be said about that Agreed. there's the nostalgia factor there's the you know the tie-ins because you know media tie-ins go a long way but there's the why not too right yeah exactly so yeah whatever what do you guys think let us know what you think about these movies which one's your favorite which one's your least favorite uh, where does it stop for you? Would you if 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 they could have made five more Rambo movies? Where do you think they that they could have gone to make it relevant? Because you gotta you gotta look at the relevance factor, you know. Or is this is this enough? Is this as much as a guy could possibly go through? You know, hit us up. Love to hear from you. Man, it's been a great time doing Winesfields tonight, man. Yeah, man. I'm going to get another thing to eat <laughs> on my Rambo workout regimen. Try to get those pecs. <laughs> I got to right. get to the bed, man. I'm running sound on the CSW Do show. It. Got new DJ software, hardware. We're, we're at a new place, Sunshine Studios. Uh, tomorrow's going to be excellent. It's going to be exceptionally tasteful. But I love yeah, it, man. Tomorrow's a, my, my day off before it gets ultra difficult for a while, so... Well, all right, man. Yeah, love you all. Love you. I'll talk to you later. This, is this uh, transmission is over. that world and then covid started and i was like i need better morale i cannot sit here loud and clear about this fascism because it it could be happening but also at the same time one of the uh luxuries we had before any of it happened Mm -hmm. covid wise was that we could put the book down and go and be happy yeah (laughs) go go to a bar go to a bar go, go hug your friend yeah, we couldn't do that. It was just up to me and I, you know, to take care of myself. And all I could do was, okay, stock my fridge, stock my pantry, uh, maintain my nutrition, maintain my health, maintain my distance, look after people over the phone, you know, maintain myself. That's, that's what I could do. And like, like I say, it's an oppressive series. You will know the atmosphere of this show when you get to the opening credits of every single episode. Okay. The song Edelweiss, sung in the way it is sung, and the imagery that is portrayed in the opening credits, will you will dial in immediately. Uh, Juliana Crane is portrayed by... Um, oh my God, I can't think of her name suddenly. I'm going to have to look it up. She was... We mentioned Pitch Black earlier. Yeah. Uh, or, or, um, I'm looking it up. Keep talking. Keep talking. I'm looking it up. Yeah. The man in the high castle. There we go. Oh, I totally misspelled that. Um, she was, uh, she was the female counterpart to, uh, Vin Diesel in, um, in, uh, 
Pitch Black? Pitch, not Pitch Black, the other one. She was growing Chronicles up in of the Riddick? second one. Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, Alexa Davalos? Dav- Davalos, yeah. Alexa Davalos. Um, uh, oh, DJ Qualls is in this. DJ I love Qual- Qualls is in the first three, episodes, first three seasons. And Shang Tsung is, is in it. So good. So good. Uh, Joel De La Fuente, I, I cannot believe his acting range. Uh, he was so lovable in Space Above and Beyond as Paul Wang, uh, I, I'm a US, uh, U.S. Marine, like a space Marine in that series. And to, pl- to have him playing ambassador, uh, to play um, uh, Inspector Keto in this, he is a terrifying villain. But you end up loving him, too. Like, you know, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Like, everybody's story arcs are so impressive in this series. Rufus Sewell is playing uh, John Smith, Uber Group and Fuhrer John Smith. And, dude, like, you just constantly choking on, the, on concern for these people's lives. There is just danger. Oh, and he was in Dark City. Everywhere. Yeah, he was the protagonist in Dark City. That that movie ruled. But hey, man, I gotta get to work in the morning. Yeah, for real. Uh, I'm just gonna say, yeah, guys, check this show out if you haven't seen it. Uh, stick with it, five, six episodes, see where it goes, because uh, it's different every single season. It's fascinating. Um, yeah, that's what I got on that one. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, for, thank you, uh, everybody, for everything and. Uh, <laughs> we'll shut it down right now. <laughs> this is dangerous. This transmission is over. <laughs>